Hey guys, uh, welcome to Wednesday, December 2nd. Uh, today we're going over uh, 5.3, 5.4, and 5.5. That is speech, press, and then the right to bear arms. Freedom of speech is a pretty huge, broad topic because there's so many things that fall under speech. Not only the, the spoken word, but there can also be potential for you know, the symbolic speech stuff uh, with the flags and also the written word and, and things like that. So uh, just a lot of stuff to encompass. So we're going to I'm going to try and really focus and bear down on the, uh, the stuff that's in the, the standards that we have uh, for this and which kind of. Um, goes along with the, the Supreme Court and some of those cases that, that uh, you're having to deal with. Okay, so you know, freedom of speech is what it says it is. It is the, the freedom to, to speak your mind. And you need to remember, though, that freedom of speech has kind of morphed from what it was originally intended to be. You know, when it was created, the freedom of speech was to ensure that citizens could speak out against their government and not face consequences. And today it's kind of morphed into, well, I can say whatever I want to, whether it's about the government, whether it's about your workplace, whether it's about your friends and family, whoever. And I don't know, I think sometimes we take freedom of speech a little bit too far and we give people too much leeway with their speech. All right. Um, but it's really this. It's the government and the, and the Supreme Court's really at the end of the day, their job to kind of decide what is actual free speech and what is something that should be kind of withheld or well, however you want to say it there. OK, and we'll, we'll get into that in just a second. Let's start off there with the, the court case and the symbolic speech court case that you got to know. Now, remember, this is. One of those things, and we've talked about it before, is the Tinker versus Des Moines case, and this is where the Tinkers were, were kids. Uh, I think two brothers and a sister, maybe. Um, anyways, they wore black armbands to school to protest the Vietnam War. Well, they got suspended for that, and uh, they're going to to fight that suspension. Now, keep in mind, they're still suspended. Okay, they, they served their suspension. They were back in school by the Supreme Court by the time the Supreme Court heard this this case. Keep that in mind. Uh, but at the end of the day, the Supreme Court did rule in their favor, okay, uh, and said that it was a form of symbolic symbolic speech, and that students could wear those those armbands to to protest uh, the Vietnam War. Uh, symbolic speech, and that was in 1969. You know, symbolic speech has been further extended. Johnson and the whole uh, flag burning case. So, you know, you're allowed to burn the flag and, and do things like that. Um, so, <clears throat> um, symbolic speech is a pretty big and broad topic. There's a lot of things that you can, can do. Uh, the next kind of standard thing is what we were talking about earlier, and that is the balancing of you know, individual freedom and you saying what you want to say with social order and things like that. And there are some limits to your speech, okay? Um, and the standard says, you know, time, place, and manner regulations. So what does that mean? Well, you can say what you want to for the most part, but 
there are some things you're not going to get away with. Yeah, I can't run into the, the commons area during lunch and start screaming fire or, or shooter or something like that. And that's, that's not appropriate. Um, we're not going to get into all the court cases that, that lead to this because they're not required. <clears throat> but there are several, you know, uh, that deal with this. You know, one of them, um, well, well, we're not going to get into it. Uh, the other thing is the, the inflammatory, offensive, and obscene statements and gestures. You know, um, there's, a, we will say this, there is a court case about fighting words. You know, there's some words out there, and, and y'all know them. Um that elicit a response from from the intended tar, uh, audience and um you, you, you can't say some of those things and the, the court to back that up um and once again there's a court case that, that when they are quoted saying hey fighting words uh, but we're not like i said it, it might be something you see as one of the descriptions of a case but we're not going to get into it and then finally that the clear and present danger case this is the shank versus the u.s this is where shank was a um he was the president or vice president of the socialist uh, group in America, and he was out protesting the uh, draft, said it was a violation of the 13th Amendment and the involuntary servitude uh, piece of that, and he got uh, arrested. He fought and argued, this was during World War One. Uh, he fought the, the, the arrest and argued, hey, I have the right to, to say this freedom of speech, but the Supreme Court upheld his arrest and upheld a sentence and they said you present a clear and present danger. Now today, this case would go nowhere. You look at all the protests we have going on over all kinds of stuff. Uh, so this case would have been very different. But it did establish that line of thinking, that line of reasoning. Hey, if you present a clear and present danger, then uh, your free speech is kind of out the window. Okay. All right. Moving on to 3.4, 5.4, whichever way you want to look at it. You got the New York Times versus the United States, and this is the freedom of the press. Okay. Uh, and really, you know, you need to understand that once again, this was designed so that the, the press could write what they want to about the government, criticize the government and you know, face no repercussions. And um, the government cannot stop the press from from printing uh, a good bit of stuff. You know, national security things, they might have a, a leg to stand on. Uh, we'll work about that in a second. Um, but anyways, that's you know, the, the, the press piece of the First Amendment um, is them being able to criticize the government uh, and our elected officials. All righty. Uh, so let's do the, the required case. That's the New York Times versus the United States. Uh, the New York Times and actually the Times and the Washington Post and a couple other bigger newspapers uh, all wanted to print the story about some of the stuff that came out of um, Vietnam. You may have, it was a report from the Pentagon. You may have heard it in U.S. history. I know it was during the uh, you know, last spring when we were you know, digital and all that kind of stuff. It was a weird time, but uh, the Pentagon Papers, okay, um, they wanted to print this stuff. Well, the government, Nixon, said, no, that's national security issues. You, you can't print those things. You can't um, tell the world all that stuff. Those are classified documents. And so they tried to put a stop to it. Well, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of the, the press. They ruled in favor of the New York Times. And uh, they allowed them to, to do that. And there's something called prior restraint. Okay? Prior restraint is just where um, the government is trying to stop the printing of, of stories. There's a case near versus Minnesota 
in uh, 19 or something or other, where they tr the local government tried to stop the, the local newspaper from printing some stories about some of the elected officials there. All right. Uh, they can't do that. All right. Uh, and then finally, it's 3.5 or 5.5, whichever way you want to look at it. And that is the right to bear arms. Pretty simple. You know, why did we need this? Well, there was the fear of, you know, uh, the British. And they wanted people to be able to arm themselves and not be de-armed. And so that's that's the basis of it. Um, <clears throat> there's a couple of cases and we've talked about all of these. There's D.C. versus Heller. There's Chicago versus McDonald. Um, we have to go back to the unit one, I think, unit two, where Chicago versus McDonald is what we talked about. Um, just real quick about these, you know, D.C. versus Heller. This was a case where a, uh, a person in D.C. wanted to have his firearm, but the rules in D.C. said you couldn't have a firearm. And if you did, it had to be disassembled and trigger guards and all kinds of stuff. He argued that that was, you know, sorry, making myself yawn here. Um, he argued that the D.C., Washington, D.C. rules uh, violated his right to bear arms. And the Supreme Court eventually agreed, agreed with him. So this case is at the heart of it is a new states, and in this case, the District of Columbia, you have to adhere to the Second Amendment and the right to bear arms. Well, once the D.C. versus Heller case happened and kind of set a precedent there, then Chicago versus McDonald was opened up. And the same deal, Chicago had some pretty strict gun laws. And they said, well, hey, the, the Second Amendment doesn't really pertain to us as the city. It only pertains to the, national, the federal government. And because of D.C. versus Heller kind of overturning that thought process, the same thing happened in Chicago versus McDonald, where the um, right to bear arms, the Second Amendment, was kind of upheld. And they said, Chicago, you, you can't. <clears throat> you have to follow along with the, the Second Amendment, just like everybody else. And that went for all cities, not just Chicago. All right, guys. So there is 3.3, 3.4, 3.5. Over the 10 minute mark. So I apologize for that. Uh, don't forget. <clears throat> We'll have a quiz on these standards a week from today. So by next Wednesday, we'll have gone through all 13 of these standards. You're also working specifically kind of become an expert in some of them. And then you'll also be expected to um, go and look at other people's presentations. So you know, hopefully you'll look at people's stuff that, well, they did 3.1. I didn't do 3.1. Let me look at that so I can get a feel for it. Uh, all right, guys. I hope all is well. Hope you're staying warm. It's super cold. Uh, I'm even even I'm freezing. I'm always warm. But, uh, hope you're doing well. Let's finish this semester strong. We got about two and a half weeks now. Uh, I'll talk to y'all in class. All right, guys. Later.